This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. <laughs> Our purpose is to be united in love. Our purpose is ultimate oneness. Our purpose is joy. Our purpose is healing connection. Celebrate our purpose with us. Dilara Pataudi and her herd of horses remind us of a once ancient yet necessary interconnected bond with the animal kingdom and its united voice. Her work is filled with spiritual insights, wisdom, and inspiration. Her work emboldens us to focus on our awakening journey into ourselves and our lives today. Nature loves to connect with us and to be heard, and our awareness is an integral part of that web of connection. Harmonious existence is always possible when we develop a deliberate and consistent practice of becoming conscious of how we feel, think, and behave. Delara invites us to know conscious trust and surrender to the power of connection. Valeria Tellis interviews Delara Pataudi, the author of The Healing Language of Horses, a channeled message of unity. Delara Pataudi is an equine carniosacral therapist and writer. She is also a Reiki Level 3 Master, NLP practitioner, and advanced animal healer. Her two books demonstrate her passion for self-development, spirituality, healing in the animal kingdom, expansion through nature, and universal oneness. She lives in South Dorset, United Kingdom, with her dog herd of five horses, and has dedicated her life to cultivating a deeper connection with her herd, herself, and her work. She is passionate about assisting the awakening of humanity, particularly within the equine industry as we know it today. She promotes the spiritual nature of horses and believes in unity, freedom, and choice above all else. Meet Delara at DelaraPataudi.com. Here is the interview with Delara Pataudi. In your own words, who is Delara Petuti? <laughs> Delara Petuti is a nature lover, a woman who is going through her own life healing experience, a lover of animals and our connection with animals as a human being, and somebody who's also discovering who she is and doing that alongside her and nature. That sounds wonderful to me. And I wonder what is it about animals in general, but in, in your case, horses, you're around them a lot. What is that a, about horses that, that caught your attention or connected you to them? 
Well, I connected with horses when I was really young through my father. And what really drew me to them in a deep way was their ability to hold space and connect with me in a completely different setting outside of the saddle. So when they weren't being ridden, you know, and um, I felt that immediately from a really young age and it stuck with me and I carried it on through my life and I just kept adding to it. And then in the last 10 years, well, you know, nine to 10 years, I've really experienced that again with my own horses and it's just gotten deeper and deeper and deeper and their ability to hold space in a very heart-centered way is something that stands out to me and is healing in and of itself. It makes so much sense to me. When I looked at your pictures on the website, the horses in you, something really resonated with the my whole being, the body, and the mind, just everything stopped. And it's almost like I was in a different dimension, a different world. It changed everything. <laughs> For that moment, I was not here anymore. Where I am was elsewhere in a very graceful state of grace, really. That's how I can describe it. Just by looking at it. So I can imagine, I can only imagine what it feels like to be around them. Yeah, no, yeah I love that. And it's beautiful because... I always feel and say that horses have this ability to be incredibly grounded and connected to spirit and also heart-centered all at the same time. And that kind of trio of energy together is really, really potent. And also with horses, with any animal, but with horses in particular, I feel that they bring us through that energy into the present moment so profoundly. And there's so much magic there in that space. Do you see a difference between the presence of horses, the space they hold, but do you see a main difference when it comes to that space when you are in the presence of your dog, for example? Is that very different? I, I do feel a difference, yeah. And I, I feel that it's the same with humans in the way that we all carry our own energy and our own frequency. Yeah. Yeah. And we're always emitting that you know, all the time. And different species in the animal kingdom do that as well. And so horses have their own frequency and they're here for a specific reason, just like we are. And, you know, dogs have their own frequency as well. So for me, there is a difference. And at the same time, like the common ground is coming into the present moment and being present with them. And that there's always going to be that commonality there because it's the same with humans. You mm. know, when we're in the present moment with a human being, yeah. it's profoundly healing. And it's the same with animals. But I would say each species has their own frequency to offer. And in that sense, there is a difference. One of my warm-up questions to you, Delara, is about life itself. What do you think life is? And what is the purpose of being a human body? Mm -hmm. I feel that life is an opportunity to... I always have this word recognition yeah. in my awareness when I think about my life. Like, why am I here? Yeah. What is being a human? And I feel that being a human being is this opportunity to experience self-recognition, whatever that looks like. You know, that could be coming to, you know, expanding your awareness in a particular topic yeah. around self-development. It could be experiencing love. It could be, you know, having an amazing relationship or traveling the world. But our self-recognition 
is the thing that brings us home into ourselves all the time again and again and again and again and again. And that is infinite. As a human, you know, we can do that in so many different ways. And I'm wondering if the self-recognition that you speak of, it's connected somehow to self-love or unconditional self-love. Would you say so? Yeah, definitely. Because I feel that there's ultimately, again, whenever I look at things through my lens, there's always this, okay, an opportunity to come to self-recognition and what is self-recognition? You know, if, say, love is behind or within all things or the creation of all things, then that's constantly what you're recognizing. But it's, again, that can happen through the human experience in many different ways. So, but it's coming back again to that common ground of, okay, if this is created through love, then that's always what I'm going to come back to. I have a question for you about that just arised reading your book, it came to me about choice. Do come from that perspective that we have control and choice when it comes to our lives or that we are life itself and there is just divine will? I mean, I definitely do believe that we have choice. I think that and I feel that that's another aspect of being human is to recognize the freedom in choice and ourselves as the divine creators and expressions of the divine creation and realizing that through expressing the freedom of your choices is again it kind of links in with what we were saying before it's a huge aspect of self-recognition it's okay i have constant freedom in this or i can choose it i'm always choosing to recognize that you're always choosing is to recognize that you're always creating Mm. then if you're always creating then you're always like expressing divine will, whatever that is. Mm. So I feel that they're actually linked. Uh, and so, and then I also feel, you know, we have this conscious mind choice, which is very freeing when used constructively. That resonates true to me, this idea that love is the ultimate reality and is the recognition of that, that we might call choice, the recognition that this is the ground, this is what holds us. It might feel like a choice, but in true has been always there. It's something that was never away from us. I mean, that we are love, that everything is one, everything, there's no separation in the first place. That's the illusion, the dream. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, yeah. (laughs) You say our purpose is to be united in love. Our purpose is ultimate oneness. Our purpose is joy. Our purpose is healing connection. Talk to me for a moment about nature, Dilara, your perspective on nature. When we are close to the ocean, the trees, there's something that resonates so powerfully true. Talk to me about that for a moment. Yeah, I feel when I hear you mention nature in this context, the first place that my mind goes is, you know, nature is Gaia and the planet and the planet is very, very much alive. And I also feel, you know, like we are born from the planet and, you know, all of the elements and components of my body come from this alive, breathing, living, amazing aspect of consciousness. And so... If that is the case, then every time we are in communion with that expression of life, we're really in communion with ourselves as well as a reflection of that. And um, I personally really feel that we are, you know, the microcosm of the planet. Uh, And so, again, so many different ways. 
And another thing that comes to mind is you mentioned the elements, like when we're near the ocean or when you're in a forest, there's also all the the different personalities within nature we can connect to, like the water elementals, you know, the water spirits, the fire spirits. You know, it's just it's we're surrounded by these different aspects of communication always coming at us from nature. And the way that our energy can breathe in that, because it's so, as you say, it's this true resonance, then that is, it's always going to be expansive. Always, that's the only thing that happens is we expand in nature. And again, there's this communication back and forth. It's so powerful. And it sounds also, it feels very simple. But the mind, that's the only challenge. <laughs> the mind complicates everything or creates too many stories. I see no stories in nature. No stories at all. Well, I feel like there's a there's a rhythm and a cycle. And that is, you know, that can be seen as constant. And at the same time, it's always changing. So it's, you know, there are no stories, but there there's a narrative that we can tap into, which is constantly evolving at the same time. So that's the paradox, right? Stories and no stories at the same time just um, flowing together. That's the dance of this experience. This must be an experience. <laughs> Sometimes I see this as a dream, being here. But yeah, this is the experience of being in the human body, which is uh, transient. What is your thoughts about the afterlife? Do you believe or do you have any experience, per se, with the afterlife? Uh, I believe that we are really all existing in this kind of stream of whether you want to call it the present moment or now or here and you know whatever words you want to use to translate that and that the mind is actually this it can be very useful but sometimes as you say like intense tool to kind of give grammar to that now moment as time and um so i really truly believe that i feel that and be Because of that, I also feel that any afterlife or future life or any other possible expression of my soul or as life itself, as love, as you're saying, is, is everywhere. And so um, I have experience, you know, doing past life regression And doing my own self-development work, I have, you know, and doing ancestral clearing, actually, that's one of the biggest portals for me of really feeling into, okay, there really is no time in the fact that my body is holding all of these different streams of energy now in this moment as I'm experiencing it. So, and that is, you know, all the way through my lineage. So then all of those different energy expressions of source or life or love are all being expressed now through me in my awareness What is your idea of healing? Is there a destination for healing, Delara? Or this is just another illusion? So, again, this is uh, the answer that I'm giving is from a very mental perspective. I, I yeah. feel that healing is also this transient energy that we can consistently be in because it's a journey of going from one state of being or one experience or one expression of energy into another. And I like this idea of healing you know you know when something's healed in you know rotation yeah. when you experience the opposite of that thing mm -hmm. so in personal development say you know you're healing a specific trauma you would know in your awareness when that's healed or shifted or transmuted or mm -hmm. however you want to frame it right. when you're experiencing the opposite of that so if it's you know 
say, pushing people away. You would go through a whole healing journey and timeline where your end experience, which then would always be continuous anyway, is, you know, really, really diving deep into intimacy with the people around you or bringing people close to you and feeling comfortable, you know, or having really intimate relationships with multiple people where you couldn't do that. That would be a really physical, specific example of a healed aspect of you. And I also believe that we have many, many, if not infinite aspects of us, which are constantly integrating into self. And so they can always be healed, you know, but it's healing in and of itself is a transient experience. So you wrote the book, The Healing Language of Horses, A Channeled Message of Unity. Talk to me about the intention and the purpose of writing your book. Well, I felt for a while, I would say it was about five years, that I really wanted to share the horse's voice. I felt like they had a lot to say and it was important to have that voice be heard and out into the world. I kept seeing it again as a stream of energy, just as an expression being out there. And uh, it always felt very relevant and important and I didn't know how that was going to come to be and then the book you know came into existence (laughs) but yeah that was the intention behind it getting their messages out into the world and having people really really be able to dive into that energy of their voice that they offer so in your book you say love is both the question and the answer love is both the drive to know and the art of letting go beautifully channeled. I'm looking at you as the vessel for the wisdom. So yeah, I'm going to be saying you because this is where it's coming from in the sense of being open to this divine wisdom, as we call it. Beautifully, beautifully written. And there are so many other things. So before I ask you questions about, or I go through the book with so many things that caught my attention, is uh, talk to me for a moment about, you are a um, Reiki master, so, and you've been talking about energy. In the book, you talk a lot about energy. So how does it work? What is Reiki for those who don't know? And how is it connected to this universal energy of love? Mm-hmm. Well, I love the fact that you just said universal energy because for me, Reiki is channeling and bringing into being an expression and use and purpose in a way that universal energy and the universal life force that we're all made of and all tapped into all the time. And it is, you know, Reiki does you work with certain symbols. And then at the same time, I do believe that it's also that, that pure intention to bring forth universal energy in a healing way for whoever you're or actually whatever, because it can be locations and anything, um, wherever you're sending that energy out with that intention. In your book, the dedication, I love the dedication phrase you have. You say, my book or this book is dedicated to every horse who has ever been truly listened to and all those still waiting to be heard. Beautiful dedication. And the invocation, too, that's um, right at the opening. I absolutely love that. Do you have that in front of you, Delara, the book? Yes, I have it here. Can you read that, please? May all the horses on earth be surrounded by light, love, and unconditional safety. May the space between each human and horse be filled with unconditional love. 
May all beings on earth now be filled with harmony, balance, and light. May the highest frequency of light surround, fill, and infuse the highest good of all beings on earth through all time and space, timelines, dimensions, parallel realities, and potentialities within this now moment. So your horses, their names, I love their names too, <laughs> Toby, Florenzo, Olympia, Latina, and Layla, Lila. <laughs> I love that. So in your book, you say there is only one light, one love, one truth, one honest answer to every question, and that is of trust in the one energy which offers itself to us to be known. Honesty forms the basis of reality. I feel that throughout the book, what the horses do is they they're constantly intertwining this message of we are all one. Right. There's only one source energy. We all come from that. You're always expressing that. Like it's they do it in this really subtle but loving and intelligent way of just reminding us again and again and again. And when I hear that passage, I can feel I see that's what they're doing there as well. They're saying that there's this the trust is the connectivity between us as humans, us with horses, us with nature and the land. And trust is also really surrender. So when you really trust something, you trust that element of life to have, say, your best interests at heart. And when that happens, you're able to connect with it at a very, very deep level. Mm. And the honesty forms the basis of reality. Yeah. I love it because I feel that when they said this, it's also it can be opened up in so many ways because honesty is also very individualistic. What is your honesty? What is your truth? Yeah. And what is your truthful expression? And if we're always bringing everything back to us and everything being one, but seeing that we are all one through our own perspective and our own lens and experience as humans then it's, you know, what is our truth and how are we expressing that as our reality? And that's our honest, you know, creation of reality in that moment. So if we get to do that, be honest and true, then we merge back with nature, with that oneness. It's inevitable. Yeah, and that truth can come in many, many different forms. It's That's the beauty, again, of being human. There's lots of different layers to it. You mentioned your healing journey. What that has been like, Delara? Can you describe what it means to be in a healing journey? Yes. So I I mean, I feel that, you know, my healing journey began when I was born because I do believe that healing is this deep integration that we all go through in our lifetime. And that can ha happen subconsciously or when you do it consciously, it you know, speeds up the process of, of integrating into that whole self and recognizing that. But my personal healing journey, I feel really sped up consciously when I began training as um, to be an equine craniosacral therapist and that really opened up the doors of my mind I saw horses in a completely different light I really changed the whole trajectory of what I was doing and my choices and how I felt about life and myself and then everything that I've learned over the years and decided to either train in or just study out of interest has also helped me break down and then reform what I know about who I am. And the horses have helped along the way, I think, at every step, whether I realized it or not. 
And for me, my healing journey is, it is, like I said at the beginning, it's I'm, I'm discovering more of that, who, more of who I am all the time. And there's no marker on that. There's no end point. It's just, okay, who am I at this stage? Who am I at this stage? Like, what am I offering from this place of who I am now? And, um, you know, I don't know if that will ever come to an end or whether that, you know, it's just part of my experience as being me. And then I wonder if the feeling of separation, like when in a book you say there's no separation, only connection through the willingness to love. True. So there's no separation. So is that possible that instead of no separation, there is the one and the two is the same? There is separation and the oneness, but it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same dance. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel that and I feel what you're saying is true. There's the there's no separation, but when there is perceived separation, mm-hmm. all you're perceiving yeah. is yeah. that say aspect or part of you, which is still that you no know, source energy or universal life force, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. As they separate from you, and if if you can witness it as separate from you, then it must be part of you. You know, so mm. it's whatever way you look at it, it's always going to be either coming from within you or a mirror of you or an aspect of you that you're self-realizing and integrating or just an, also an aspect of life that you get to enjoy as, say, separate from you, but not separate from you, you know. Right. And the love in, in that passage that you just read is definitely what comes to mind is that, you know, love is really recognizing yourself in the other, mm. like to yeah. this degree there's just this vast degree and when you do that you're always like you know you see your face in everyone or you see your face in everything mm. and and you see that that oneness everywhere and then you would always want the best for that being or that experience or that thing that right. you're right. witnessing which is in a way it's not an experience listening to you talk about this everything is just you with a different face in a different expression so it's the oneness in the many we can only experience the separation in a way but we can realize the oneness isn't it lara the oneness cannot be experienced can only be realized perceived absolutely yeah and that's the joy as well mm. i do feel that there's this deep you know, resonance of joy in that when you realize like, oh my God, I'm one with that thing. Oh my God, I'm one with that person. It's so yeah. fulfilling at such a deep level. You know, it's almost like you said, there aren't, I don't really have words to describe that feeling, but it's this, this joy that comes out of recognition and realization. What is your idea of liberation, Delara? Do you have any ideas or um, concepts around liberation, freedom? Although in the book you do talk about. Um, I joined liberation and choice very, very close together. So again, I mean, we touched on it earlier. This, again, I keep saying realization and recognition, but remembering, okay, I am choosing this. I am creating this. And that can also be, you know, which part of me is creating this? Mm -hmm. Just that those deeper questions of where is this coming from? Is this an unconscious, subconscious, collective creation that I'm contributing to? Or is this my conscious creation through something that I consciously chose, you know, there's, it's multi-layered, yeah. but the liberation in that comes from just really, really sitting into and surrendering into the fact that you are the one creating it. You are the one contributing to it. You know, your energy and your beingness is literally 
creating that reality and realizing that you are always making that choice is very, very liberating, I find. Yeah, that sounds so lovely to me. Yeah, when we are kind of not attached, but when we have the sense of the I, like in my case, it's, or in this case, it's more, um, let's say, open to not being the I or me. There's no me here. There's no I. There's just life. So because this has been realized, it's kind of challenging for me to hear the choice because the way it comes to me, there's no choice. There's just divine will and there's just life flowing, happening, arising. There's no you here choosing. So that's for me, that's for this here. But I know that how important it is as steps, right, to have been there, of course. I I can remember very much being attached to the I idea, and that's where I suffered the most, or suffering happened here, Uh, was more perceived and relevant. I'm still kind of, um, for me, it's... um, kind of a challenge to to dance around the choice idea <laughs> but i can understand and can i can i ask yeah. you a question yes of is, course yeah. like what, as you dance around that idea do you feel that there is a choosing in recognizing the fact that it's all life moving through you so every time you express that there's a choice to really recognize that there's a choice to express it that way Yeah, that really fascinates me because I don't think that realization really happens by desire or by choice of any means. It's it just happens. That might be the mystery why some of us realize this and some of us never will. Or don't although we are already that. It's just the realization of that that we are already free. We are love. That never seems to really um, be experienced or perceived at the level of the mind. But I don't think it's a choice because I never, it just happened. And I cannot even explain how it happened. It's not an experience. It was not a moment in time because I don't believe in time anyway. There's no time. So it's just this, um, it's a really challenging idea to put into words because it's not an experience, cannot be expressed really with words, but it's just this realization that this is a miracle, this is life happening, and I don't have a life, I am life, which is kind of, to me, it's like, oh, what an amazing, (laughs) that's perfect, of course, (laughs) it makes sense. Talk to me about what you do, Delara, as um, an equine therapist and advanced animal healer. Can you describe to the audience how it goes, how it is working with you as a client? Uh, yes, I will do my best to do that because I'm always trying to come from the horse's perspective. So I practice equine craniosacral therapy primarily. And I mean, I have had the amazing experience to go through all of the, the different trainings, but equine craniosacral for me it sits in the horse industry as something that is the the most missed and needed and relevant. And I feel that the energy of the equine craniosacral moves through me most powerfully. So, so yeah. So, I mean, I would travel out from where I live to treat horses. And what that looks like is, you know, equine craniosacral is a very, very light, hands-on therapy which addresses the relationship between the cranium the head and the pelvis through the core link of the spinal cord 
and how those two parts of the body mirror each other. And also, you know, horses, they are ridden. And in the equine world, as we know it today, you know, the majority of horses are ridden or they're used for a specific discipline like racing or jumping or, you know, polo. And that puts a lot of pressure and compression into the body that is, in my opinion, very And so when working with a horse who is ridden and has that pattern of compensation, which is the way that they would use their bodies to cope with what discipline they're in or how their bodies are being used, it's, you know, about addressing that essentially and helping them to come into that natural state of balance, which they know inherently because they're born with it. And it's just helping them find that again and just re-educating the body. But it's, Equine craniosacral is an amazing, amazing modality, and craniosacral for humans as well is also profound. So I always love to talk about it. I love to hear, speak to people who have experienced it, and I'd like to see more of it out there. And when you talk about the um, animals being used in an abusive way, really, um, that's the words I can use for now. I think about also eating animals. Are you a vegetarian? So I was a vegan for a long time, and uh, I am now mostly vegan. I do have moments where I will eat meat, and it took me a while to, I think I'm still actually settling into being okay with that and how I feel about that. And um, there are various different reasons for that. One of them is purely because my digestive system was really, really slowing down, and I felt a lot of energy was really missing from my body and it was my intuitive step to take towards eating meat and um so yeah so I do eat meat sometimes but I would say my primary diet is vegan diet yeah that also yeah makes sense resonates to me because everything is connected so nature helps nature like if you need help that's exactly what will happen your intuition will drive you to do what it needs to do. That's nature, just helping nature, which it's so natural. I mean, I keep saying that nature, natural. That is, is just the truth that we are here all connected, helping one another. And there's no even understanding at the level of the mind that the mind can never understand that, the logical mind. I love the, uh, the listen to us poem in your mm-hmm. book. I would love you for, to read that too, Delara, if possible. That's a wonderful poem. Thank you. Thank you. I love it too. Yeah, when you're ready. Listen to us, free of desire or expectation. Listen from your soul. Listen to us, free of conquest, free of ideals. We are past the custom of logic. Listen to us, free of anticipation behind your eyes. Your soul's music resonates with our own, match us in the place of higher wisdom. Listen to us in the place of what is, let the boxes fall, stand vulnerable, naked and raw, touch your skin with our inner world, they are not so different. Listen to us with your faith in stark beauty, crown silence before wisdom, it will speak first. Listen to us in awe of how we join hands through time and space. Listen to us in words formed by the epilogue of your surrender. 
Watch as we fall deep into the wound of collective myths. Witness our rise from the heart to the part of you which feels it most. Prepare for a change. Listen to us. We have something to say. So I have so many other notes here. I could talk to you forever (laughs) from your books. So many other things that I love about Divine Feminine to chapter 14. I really love that. Uh, the uh, as light as a way of living. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's a beautiful passage. And uh, I love some of the wisdom. I'm, there's only wisdom in your book. So there are just too many to pick even. Uh, fear is an illusion that is said mm-hmm. in your book. Truth is where your heart is. By being you, you will realize you are all things. So it's just, um, yeah. No words even. Thank you so much for this, um, not just beautiful work. It's, uh, wow, no words. <laughs> it's funny how no words, it's just like it keeps using the same or the, no words. Can, yeah, it's just, it's just, um, yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for being so open to receive and to feel into their energy because that's exactly it. I spoke about my intention at the beginning. It's really connecting with what they are offering in their voice and that will come through for each person in exactly the way it's meant to and that might look different you know yeah it makes me cry that's interesting there's no thoughts really behind no stories anything but the body's just like oh i can see the faces and then i want to cry <laughs> and i'm like why do i want to and i don't know why but I, but i do know why <laughs> you don't but you do <laughs> I have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. Before I ask those ending questions, would you like to add anything or read a passage, another passage in your book? No, I, I love how how you are resonating so deeply with the horses. That's really coming through for me, how I keep hearing, you know, and everything's an energetic match to everything, right? So I keep feeling, you know, you, you mentioned your experience with horses at the beginning or towards the beginning and how you haven't been around them for about 20 years and I keep feeling like you know there's this amazing connection that you have and this deep resonance with what they are bringing like the light that they're bringing into the planet and how that's being spread through the whole collective and thus you know communicated to us as well the human collective and you're really resonating with that and I felt the need or the desire to express that. Yeah, I can't I can stop crying. That's interesting. I have not really cried in, uh, during interviews. I have interviewed so many people. Uh, I cried a few times, not too many. And that's an interesting phenomenon <laughs> too, to see the body. Um, yeah. So um, let's see if I can go back to it. <laughs> the ending questions. So let me see what questions we're going to ask you. Yeah, it's almost like I have no questions, too. That's interesting. Everything is becoming, yeah, like so clear. It's amazing, isn't it? That's the energy. (laughs) Yeah, wow. (laughs) So I'll ask you the question that I usually ask all my guests, the very end, last question. What are three things about life you wish everyone to know or to have before they lose the body? For everybody to know, as in for me, it's like to to remember and expand and open up to is one thing is to know that you can never really get it wrong Mm. you know to know that everything that you are doing on whatever level of you know is that that you can never get it wrong and um 
that we go back to and come from the same place. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I mean, again, this sounds cliche, but, you know, love really is all there is. Thank you so much again for your presence, your work, the resonance of what you do, which is very expensive and can be deeply felt. Um, what else can I, I can thank you for? Now, everything. You being open to this universal wisdom. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's such an honor to be to be here connecting with you. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Delara. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? So my The Healing Language of Horses book is available on Amazon worldwide. And I have two Instagram accounts, one with my personal name and my all of my equine content is under the divine nature of horses. And I have a website, delarapatordi.com, where you can find a lot more information about me and what I'm doing. Wonderful. I'll have the link on your podcast profile. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye for now. Take care. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Delara Pataudi and her work, please visit DelaraPataudi.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.